0: Welcome to Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast, Episode 22. I'm your host, Izzy Simon, a private pilot, sharing my tips and tricks to make the skies a safer place. In today's episode, we'll be discussing aviation weather. Stay tuned for all this and more in Squawk 5353. Before we get into this week's episode, I'd like to encourage you to consider donating to my Patreon. For those of you who don't know, Patreon is a way for you to financially support this show. This show takes a lot of time each week to research, write, record, and edit. It would mean the world to me if you went over to my Patreon and financially supported the show. A link to my Patreon can be found in the show notes. To access the show notes, simply click the player image in whatever podcast listening app you are using. And now to the main topic for today, aviation weather. No matter where you are in your training, weather is likely to be a key factor in your decision-making process. Therefore, it is crucial that a pilot has a complex understanding of weather and how it affects their flight capabilities. Failure to recognize deteriorating weather conditions lead to an exceptionally high mishap and associated lethality rate. Weather in aviation is a joint effort between federal agencies like the FAA, military weather services, and other aviation oriented groups and individuals. The most notable of these is the National Weather Service. The National Weather Service provides weather and climate data as well as forecasts and warnings for the protection of life and property and the enhancement of the national economy. The next most notable group is the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or the NOAA or the NOAA. The NOAA conducts research and gathers data about global oceans, atmosphere, space, and the sun. Most importantly to pilots, they maintain the Aviation Digital Data Service, or ADDS, which makes text, digital, and graphical forecasts, analysis, and observations of aviation-related weather variables available to all the aviation community. Finally there's the FAA. The FAA facilitates and oversees the various agencies which create pilot products and provide weather services. The National Weather Service or the NWS is a major moving force behind the aviation weather forecasts and outlooks. The National Weather Service maintains an extensive surface, upper air and radar weather observing programs. They are responsible for MEDARs at specific airports, as well as writing terminal aerodrome forecasts, or TAFs. In addition to these ground-based observations, in-flight aviation advisories, for example, SIGMETs, or Significant Meteorological Information, or AIRMETs, or Airmen's Meteorological Information, are issued by the three NWS Meteorological Watch Offices. The NWS has many subcommittees, many of which focus directly on aviation as a whole. The Aviation Weather Center, or AWC, is responsible for displaying a variety of domestic and international aviation forecasts on the Internet as an extension of the NWS forecast. The Storm Prediction Center, or the SBC, and the National Hurricane Center follow storm patterns as they develop over the ocean or over land. Often overlooked by pilots, but still important to their safety of flight, is the Space Weather Prediction Center, or the SWPC, which provides alerts, watches, and warnings, as well as forecasts for space weather events, for example, solar storms or solar flares, affecting or expected to affect Earth's environment. And now just a brief look at the regulations associated with aviation weather. Air carriers and operators certificated under the provisions of 14 CFR Part 119 are required to use aeronautical weather information systems defined in the operation specifics issued to the certificate holder by the FAA. These systems may utilize both the FAA or the NWS weather services, a contractor or operator proprietary weather services, and or enhanced weather information systems when approved in the operation specifications. Pilots and operators should be aware that whether services provided by entities other than the FAA, the NWS, or their contractors may not meet the FAA quality control standards. Hence, operators and pilots contemplating using such services should request and or review an appropriate description of the services and provider disclosure. With increased access to weather products via the public internet, the aviation community has access to an overwhelming amount of weather information and data that supports self-briefing. The FAA has published an Advisory Circle 00-45, which is the current edition, which states that pilots and operators using the public internet to access weather from a third-party vendor should request and or review an appropriate description of services and provider disclosure pilots should make sure that all their weather information is flight-related, aviation weather decisions must be based on available pertinent weather products. As every flight is unique and weather conditions for that flight may vary from hour to hour, day to day, multiple weather products may be necessary to meet the aviation weather regulatory requirements. The FAA has identified three distinct types of weather information available to pilots and operators. First and foremost, you have the observations. Observations are just what they sound like, the raw data taken from either a radar system or other pilots. They include, but are not limited to, METARs, PIREPs, and radar summary charts. The next type of aviation weather information is an analysis. An analysis is an enhanced depiction or interpretation of observed weather data. The most common of these is the surface analysis chart. Finally, the third type of aviation weather information is forecasts. Forecasts include things such as the TAF, the MIS or the Meteorological Impact Statements, prognostic charts, convective outlooks, and wind and temperature aloft charts. It's important to keep in mind, however, that not all sources of aviation weather information are able to provide all three types of weather information. The FAA has determined that operators and pilots may utilize the following approved sources of aviation weather information. The most reliable of these sources is the federal government. This includes the FAA and the NWS. Next, there is the Enhanced Weather Information System and finally, Commercial Weather Information Providers. Commercial Weather Information Providers are companies like Jeppesen or ForeFlight who gather data from the federal government and then provide it in a one-stop shop for all your aviation needs. In addition to textual depiction, the NWS oftentimes provides visual depiction for certain charts. Oftentimes, these are maps of the United States, or rather sections of maps of the United States, overlaid with weather data. This may include ceilings and visibility, clouds, precipitation, thunderstorms, turbulence and icing. The last three—thunderstorms, turbulence, and icing—often come in the form of a SIGMET or an AIRMET. Some weather information, however, only comes in the written form. These include METARs and PIREPS. All of this weather information falls under a topic known as Graphical Forecasts for Aviation. Graphical Forecasts for Aviation is a website that provides necessary aviation weather information To give users a complete picture of the weather that might affect the flight in the continental United States. The website gives the pilot a comprehensive look at the previous 14 hours of the day as well as the next 15 hours in the future. This allows pilots to track storm cells as well as other various weather conditions. The graphical forecast of aviation is continuously updated and can be found as a sub-tab of AviationWeather.gov. And now just a brief overview of aviation weather as a whole. The atmosphere is a dynamic interaction of temperatures and pressures which drive the characteristics of air masses. These air masses move and interact, creating fronts that drive the weather with which pilots must contend. These phenomena consist of clouds, fog, and thunderstorms, and many other weather-related events. While all weather conditions can provide dangerous for pilots, Certain hazards such as microbursts or a down gust of wind or aircraft icing can be especially hazardous. That being said, a good pilot is always prepared and has looked at the weather before their flight. That being said, weather can change in an instant. Most common weather providers, both in the public and private sector, will give categorical outlooks as to what the weather is going to be like. Low IFR or LIFR is ceilings less than 500 feet, and visibility less than 1 mile. IFR is ceilings from 500 to 1,000 feet, and visibility from 1 mile to 3 miles. Marginal VFR is a ceiling from 1,000 to 3,000 feet, and or visibility from 3 miles to 5 miles inclusive. And finally, VFR is a ceiling greater than 3,000 feet, and visibility greater than 5 miles. The ceilings are set by a density of cloud layers. If the cloud layers are few or scattered, it is not considered a ceiling. However, if the clouds are determined to be broken or overcast, that is considered a ceiling. Every pilot should be able to read and interpret all the charts and information presented in today's episode. This includes things such as METARs, TAFs, SIGMETs, AIRMETs, PIREPS, and much more it is more than likely that you will be tested on all this information on your private pilot, instrument, and many other check rides. A link to the METAR, TAF, and PIREP decode keys, which I always use, can be found in the show notes of this week's episode. And finally, I saved the best for last for the end of the episode. Although slowly being phased out, pilots still have the option of calling flight service at 1-800-WX-BRIEF. Again, that's 1-800-WX-BRIEF. Before contacting Flight Service, you should have a general route of flight worked out. When you reach Flight Service, you will first hear recorded announcement followed by instructions. The system will provide a voice selection to the following options. Briefer or Telephone Information Briefing Service, this is the option you typically want to choose. Then it will ask you for your state, and in some cases, more specific area. When calling the briefer, you should provide following information, your qualifications, such as if you are a student, private, or commercial pilot. You should also say the type of flight you are planning on doing, whether it be VFR or IFR, the aircraft end number, or the pilot's name, the aircraft type, the departure point, the estimated time of departure, the proposed flight altitudes, the proposed route of flight, if other than direct, simply any specific landing points along the way, destination, and estimated time and route. If you ask the briefer to provide a standard briefing, the briefing will follow a specific procedure and use standard phraseology developed by flight service personnel. However, if there are adverse conditions along your proposed flight of route when you are planning on flying VFR, the weather briefer will say something like, VFR flight is not recommended. The standard weather briefing from 1-800-WX-BRIEF includes adverse conditions, a synopsis, the current conditions, the en route forecast, the destination forecast at the time of planned destination, and the winds aloft forecast. It also will include things such as NOTAMs which can take place en route or at your departure or arrival airport. If you are planning on flying later that day or even the next day, you could ask for an outlook briefing. In an Outlook briefing, the briefer will just simply give you an outlook for a departure that is 6 or more hours in the future. Although one wx brief is slowly dying, it's still a fun way to get your weather briefing and make sure that you are safe for your flight ahead. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, the Private Pilot Podcast. I'm your host, Izzy Simon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure to share it with a friend who you think also might enjoy it. Also, if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, which helps new people discover this podcast. As I mentioned in the beginning of this episode, please consider donating to my Patreon. A link to all the resources used in today's episode can be found in the show notes. To access the show notes, simply click on the cover art in whatever listening platform you are using. Make sure to tune in next week when I interview a special guest, my former flight instructor, Sarah. Again, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Squawk 5353, and let's make the skies a safer place.